right here. And welcome back to another episode of the Brain League Podcast. I am here with Tom and Thomas. Thomas has a new computer. We can finally see his face. Um, and we had quite a bit happen since our last recording. Are you are you guys at all pissy today? Yeah, I mean, it's early in the morning. I mean, <laughs> I'm not as Hello. pissy as our other team in Alberta, but Tom, what do you uh, think? Are you, you a little know, pissy, Tom? I'm just always a little pissy. <laughs> Why are you guys being pissy with me? I don't know. Maybe it's because you have that Tavares jersey in the background. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll, we'll get to Jim Matheson and Leon Dreisaitl a little bit later. Um, I guess we're kind of starting with the Oilers because tonight's yeah. the Battle of Alberta. The first Battle of Alberta since uh, game one of the season where the Oilers took that game five to two. Um, this time around, it should be a little more interesting. The yeah. Oilers are slumping. The Flames are kind of slumping. Uh, Oilerland is not happy. Flamesland is a little more positive. They beat the Panthers the other night. But um, so, so I will say this before we get into this: if your Flames lose, we will never let you live the damn. I know we're going to ruin the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, it'll be great, eh? <laughs> Glenn Gullitson, he's going to be the head coach. Yeah, they might let Gullitson be the coach if they lose badly to the Flames tonight. Like, oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Um, no, tonight should be a fun game. The Battle of Alberta's are always so much fun. You know, and like, you know, Matt Kachuk's going to be like, all right, yeah. game time. And he's already been huh. so damn good this year. Um, no, it should be a really fun game. I believe Miko Koskinen is probably starting and Markstrom's probably starting for the Flames just because I don't think they're going to be playing that rookie goalie if we're calling all of or whatever his yeah, name is because Stuart, Skin- yeah, no. Stuart Skinner is in COVID protocol. Zach Hyman might be back. He's also in protocol. And um, yeah, anyway, um, should be a fun game. I did quickly just want to touch on the game that the Flames played on Tuesday. They played the Panthers. They beat them 5-1. Um, that was a good way to kind of break out of that four-game losing streak is to beat the best team in the NHL or second best or third best, wherever they are in the standings. Yeah. Um, they played. A, I thought they played a really solid game. You know, their PK was great. They didn't really give them much. Um, and Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk are going to get paid pretty handsomely, both of them, this summer. Will the Flames be able to keep both of them? Yeah, I was just going to no. say, is it by the is it the money from the Flames um, or it's from Philadelphia, New Jersey? Uh, yeah. Like I don't know, but uh, it's I'm enjoying this last. You know, if it is Gaudreau's <laughs> last year as a Flame, I don't believe it will be for Kachuk. I think they're going to find a way to get him signed long term, hopefully. But well, he's an RFA, um, isn't he? Yeah, he's an RFA. Yeah, so I'm not too. I'm like I'm worried about him, but I'm not too worried just because of what Brady did this summer and what Matt sure. did the last time he had his contract up. But like I think they'll figure out a way. Um, and I just wanted to shout out Sean Monahan because he had a very good game um, against the Panthers. I thought he scored two goals. He had that very nice one. Um, Johnny Gaudreau had four points, and it was like, yeah, shout out Sean Monahan. Uh, no, but I think that was the game Monaghan kind of needed. He hasn't been good this year at all. But, if, man, if they can get him just to be even half of what he used to be, that's a pretty big bump if they can get him to start scoring more goals. So, um, Especially, too, now that he's not the 
first line center. Yeah, like it's very clearly Lindholm's spot. Yeah. So or even um, second. No, I know he's, he's the third. third. Line. He's the three C right now, and that's the way he's been playing. So um, we'll see where it goes. I mean, I hope he has another big game tonight. They're in Edmonton, so um, the Flames usually have a hard time in that building, which. The Oilers are slumping so hard right now. I'm, I'm totally expecting McDavid to throw up like a five-point night because that's just the way Connor plays against the Flames. It's like he always goes Super Saiyan whenever they play against the Flames. So um, it should be a fun one tonight. I love whenever it's Battle of Alberta. They're always intense games. I don't think it'll ever be as crazy as it was a couple of years back when it was Cassie and Kachuk always at each other's throats. Yeah, that um, sick. Yeah, so good. Um, cool. It could have... It could have been great if they got Eichel. He could have, you know, Eichel versus McDavid, but we won't go there. Um. Well, you say, like, um, they always have a tough time in that building. What if McDavid and Drysdale just, you know, don't want to show up? Oh, because they want it's an easy dub. Because they want changes. Yeah. That'd, that'd be great. I would very much be here for that. Um, Do you not think that that might actually be something that's going on? I don't know. I think that's hard. It's... Yeah, the best player in the world. I don't think he's gonna go into a game and just not try. You know, it, it's kind of looked like that the last few games like for that. him and Drysaddle. I think they've combined for two goals in the last like four or five games. Yeah, they're pointless. They in haven't the last been good. Three. Well, they're clearly not happy. <laughs> yeah, no, like... <laughs> no. And should should we get and should we yeah, get into just, play yeah. on Drysaddle? Okay, yeah, yeah. so if you guys missed it, if you're living under a rock. Formerly Dude, known as NHL. This. No, nobody I don't think this. anyone did. Um, formerly known as NHL by Maddie, Jim Matheson. He went at it with Leon Dreisettle. What day was this? Tuesday? Tuesday or Wednesday, I think? It was Tuesday, one of those days. It was either Tuesday or Wednesday. Tuesday. Um, he was basically trying to bait Dreisettle into probably throwing his goalies under the bus in a press conference. Dreisettle simply said everyone needs to be better, and, and Jim Matheson called him pissy. I wish we could play the clip. Um, yeah, we can. We probably could. Yeah. Um, but that was uh, super interesting. <laughs> okay. um, I'll get your guys' thoughts on it because I thought it was hilarious and like it's just kind of the state of the Oilers right now where everything is just in madness. I'll, I'll let you guys kind of take it from here on. So I'll just start by saying both people are in the wrong here. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, Matheson mostly, I would say, and just like Dry Settled is never a good quote, he's never been good with the media, and that is just kind of like the typically German straight face that you get from them. Like, there's no humor, it's just I am here to work, and humor comes never. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he said, like, the whole team needs to be better, he's not wrong. Everybody needs to be better. Him, McDavid, they weren't good. The defense sucks. Uh, bottom six sucks. And the goaltending sucks. Everybody needs to be better. And then you point to, like, well, one thing specifically. And Matheson pushed for that. And, man, you I know think you got your answer like, there. You know Jim Matheson was like, save me, Kukoskin. Yeah, he was pushing for something. And with everything about the goaltending and about Koskinen and like Mike Smith hasn't been playing and still has a year left on that deal for some reason. <laughs> uh, he wanted Dreisaitl to call it his goalie and call it everybody else because that's clear that's what um, he's thinking in his head. Right. 
and then Drysail gave the quick answer back. Matheson pushed back, and you can just see Drysail's face the smirk, and he knows he's just gonna give nope, nope. Do you, would you like to expand on that? Nope, nope. You can. You're, you're nope, good at you it can. Or something. You do that. Yep. Yeah, like that's. <laughs> and I mean, there's probably some beef there. I don't think Matheson's the most well liked reporter. <laughs> And he's a Hall of Fame reporter, guys. No, there's thing, no yeah. such there's no such thing. He got an award, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, like my thoughts on it, Tom. Like it's, it's it's like exactly yours. Like both are at fault, but more Jim Matheson for coming at him like that in a time where you know what the player is. You know what you're going to receive from a player a dirty comment or something like that. But to me, guys, I don't know if you've noticed this, but Joe kind of noticed this on our other pod end to end. He said that like. It's only the Alberta teams, but mainly around the league, there's a lot of reporters going after players, but mainly the Alberta teams. The reporters yeah. really dig into the players. And then yeah. you see what the Maple Leafs, our team, Tom, they dig into management. So it's the complete opposite. I don't know which one I'd rather take. I'd probably take the management one yeah. because then it pressures yeah. the management to go into making trades, making signings, helping the team, calling up players. But when you dig into the players, that's the sort of thing where it could actually get into your head as a player and as a coach, coaching those players, and you see the morale down. And what are we seeing right now? We're seeing the morale down with the Edmonton Oilers on and off the ice. It's something where Eric Francis gets into a lot with Johnny Goudreau. Uh, Jim Bucky Matheson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jim Matheson is getting into with McDavid and Drysdale, the best players. I don't know if that's something lurking in the air in Alberta or, but that has to stop. Like look at the two Something teams in the, water. and the morale when they, when they go through rough stretches, like it is bad there. Like, well, yeah, it's also in Montreal, but it's in French. So we don't hear anything. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> like Montreal is probably the worst media market, but you're right. No, it is the Alberta reporters and like, like Mark Spector is pretty brutal too. I was just going <laughs> to say Mark Spector. He's brutal, and he bashed um, Drysaddle multiple times with a bunch of, and McDavid too. But like Drysaddle specifically for this incident between yeah um, him and Matheson, because him and Matheson are buddies. Mm -hmm. Are you not going to back up your friend? But like you're totally right. It is the like in Alberta they like to go after the players, and I for whatever reason, yeah, and that is like a morale thing of that's more of a personal attack. And I know a lot of people now were saying like, oh, but the reporters can't just like apologize and have a back and forth. Oh, I didn't like how you wrote this about me. I didn't like how you responded to that question. Yeah, dressing true. room because it's all over Zoom. Mm -hmm. uh, but what you said about the management part, I like them going after management more because a player can always take that personally. And I know a lot of them are thick skinned, but it's, an, it's a personal attack one on one reporter versus player whereas if it's to the management management knows enough to be um sort of rational about stuff like the fans never make trades you be calling for something and uh it'll never happen because the management knows they can see everything objectively and if a reporter comes at management management will see that not as a personal attack but more as a um like almost an idea Spark. Yeah, let's get going here. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, the reporter says this. Okay, well, we'll look into that, and they'll have people to look into that. Okay, are, is the reporter right? 
OK, great. Now we just figured something out that we might not have known. And I think that could actually be almost beneficial. But yeah, no, I'd rather them go after management than the player. Players. Well, you know, well, you know what Edmonton, they're never going to go after Ken Holland. Yeah, sweet Prince Ken Holland over there. Like, they'll never go after fired. him. Actually, it's <laughs> kind of happened a little bit. I think Spectre did say that, like, this is on, but no, it was Ryan Rashog. He was like, this is on Ken Holland. He's like, he didn't go get a goalie this summer. He ran it back with the same duo for the third straight season. <laughs> um, and like, they didn't improve. Like, it's, 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 did we not expect, like, I know we probably expected the Oilers to be in the playoffs because the division yeah. isn't very good, but like LA has been better than we thought. Anaheim's better, been better than we thought. San Jose. And the Oilers just aren't very good. Like you went into the season with Cody CC, Duncan Keith, Tyson Berry, like <laughs> Darnell Nurse as like your top four. It's like, yeah, no shit. No shit. You guys suck. It's almost and- like they panicked last summer. Oh no! Why no, did no, they no. decide? No, no, no. It was it was it was Ken Holland just being like, "Ah, oh, I know all." Yeah, like I did this in Detroit. This, so like, uh, what is what does Darnell Nurse make this next year if he's, oh, he's not signed? Yeah, six million, signed, maybe. Yeah, six million. Six million, maybe. Maybe around what he's making now, which is like five point six. Yeah, and then what is that? That's all of a sudden that's like a middle six <laughs> winger, like Anthony Bovillier. Like that would look, he would look good. You know, you can. It's this is on Ken Holland. It's on everyone in ownership. I think, you know, I don't know. It's they're a disaster. Like, (laughs) it's another year where they're kind of wasting McDavid and Drysaddle away. But there is a part of me, but there's a part of me that doesn't really feel bad for those two. Same. Like, there's a part of me that like I I see the way. I think it was Thomas. I think it was Joe who said it in our fantasy, the chat that like McDavid's become more, one of the more unlikable players, at mm-hmm. least that we've seen in the media, just the way, like we talked about the whole Vander Kane thing last week. And just, he came off as like, he doesn't really care. And that's not like what you really want out of your captain. And he is kind of turning into like what Jonathan Taves. I look at him these days, or I look at Taves. I, I just don't like this guy. Yeah. And, and- I, there's part of me, like I said, I don't feel that bad. You know, because apparently in the summers and whatever, McDavid, he pushed for a guy like Tyson Berry. He pushed for a guy like Duncan Keith. I don't know if he pushed for Cody Cece. I don't know if he pushed for Warren Fogle. Well, maybe he did because they were both eerie guys. True. But oh, maybe. it's, it, you know what? I just, I don't feel that bad. You know what? You dug your, you dug this hole yourself. Yeah. And like, they haven't been outspoken against it. Right. Yeah. Oh, so McDavid's always like, of, "Oh, we trust Kenny. We trust Kenny." Yeah, they seem like complacent in it, and I think that's probably the worst thing that you could do. But like, like you said, with McDavid not being likable, dude, come on, the NHL needs this guy to be likable. But he's boring. Yes. His heated driveway. It's like <laughs> the most interesting thing we know about him. He's a heated driveway. And I get that his personality has never been like that, even. No, back to his days in junior and sometimes that's just the way a player is yeah but i think I at some say, point like common like, sense has to be a part of it i like watching the espn broadcasts um, oh they're so good they're so, they're so good. good but like they never mentioned the best player in the world he's never they did a whole it. they did a whole last feature on jack Hughes, and it was like that thing was awesome yeah like 
every night they're like, Ovechkin watches on. Has he scored tonight? <laughs> like, David Pasternak, this dude is the, like, most celebrated star they have. There's a theme there, Tom. Yeah, it's... Matthews is there, too, and they mm-hmm. let them, like, they let the Coyotes have a national game because of it. Yep. Like, that's there. So Also because probably Biz is there. So get the Coyotes on Biz national is there television. Too, and like, <laughs> you got to share it around. But, like, if you have two stars in Canada, Matthews, McDavid, and remember what I had the argument, like, last offseason? Yes, of like, we remember. Who is the most important between the two to the NHL? It, I will say now, it is currently Austin Matthews. But it should be between the two. Connor. It should be Connor McDavid. It should be Connor. Not, they should be prioritizing just, that. He's not likable. No. He's not fun it, enough. That's what we've come to at least learn about him, especially this year. He's not fun enough. Know. No. And, you know, I do, like, we've seen Brad Marchand a lot this week. How oh, awesome yeah, is him, he? Dude, they love pumping him up. He's it's amazing. Great. This is so, it's, it, this is, like, we need more Brad Marchand in our lives. Yeah, and, like, that's the other thing, too, of, like, I don't know, Patrice Bergeron exists. He seems dude, like a good dude. Don't, I don't really don't hear, hear a much. Of he's quiet. Bergeron. Yeah, he's yeah, quiet. quiet. Which is fine. If you want to be quiet, that's fine. But at least but like, like, when he does get a yeah. quote, he's a good quote. No, but I'm saying, like, in terms Bergeron. of, like, you have three players there, all of equal stardom. But who are the two that you hear the most of? Marshan Mar- Mar- and Pasternak because they're hilarious and they're in the spotlight all the time. Mm-hmm. And both of them will not be attending the NHL All Star Game. Ridiculous! <laughs> so and now Marshan's and now Marshan's Mar- hurt. <laughs> Wait, is... who's going from the Bruins? Bergeron, the least marketable guy, Patrice Bergeron. Yo, Charlie McAvoy. Uh, no, nope. Oh, I mean, man, guys, Adam Pellick. Oh wait, that's <laughs> different team. Oh my god! Yeah, no, like even the, like the, the same conversation I had last week. Like you can put the stars there that do their, do their skills. Yeah, yeah. To the I agree. Like Matthew can we just Barzell, get come on, can we man. just get Marshy there just to like go on camera and chirp? Or even like, like can Ryan fans phones. Can can yeah? Can they just set up a panel for Brad Marsh and just like sit there and talk shit? <laughs> No, but uh, I guess like since we're talking about Marshan, can we? Yeah, should we just transition to him real quick? Because he's had yeah. an eventful week, a very eventful week. Um, so it started. It, was it with Vinny Trocheck where it started? Like he called yes. himself a Lambo, and he called Vinny Trocheck a Prius, and then Vinny Trocheck laid him. No, the fuck out. it started before that. Um, and there oh, he, they called. They asked. Uh, they asked Trocheck, "Does he? Um, yeah. Does he model his game after Marchand?" He's like, "Oh, like a rat." Yeah. And then that's, that's where, what it was. Then that's when Marchand called him a Prius. <laughs> it's so good. Like it's and, and like and it's not like Marchand's like just saying it and like he can't back it up. He backs up <laughs> everything, and it's Except so good. Though. Yeah, yeah for that, but like he's still like crushed. one of the premier players, and it's hilarious. Uh, he took a fan's phone, was which was sick, great. It's so yeah. fun. Imagine like did you, you just hear... get your phone back, and that's what's there. Did you hear in the clip the kid's phone who he stole just a very high pitch? Hey, <laughs> you can hear it in the background, and the kid is screaming because Brad Marchand just took his phone. Like, hey, give that back. Yeah, yeah. So there was that, um, and then the Hurricanes tweeted out like. L stands for Lambo or Lamborghini or something, and then Marchand yeah. 
calm and say, you're the reason why we have to pay 20% escrow. <laughs> and then, did and then, you see the comment on, it was yesterday when they were, I think Spit and Check, let's put it out, when the Oilers fans threw their jerseys on the ice. Marshan was like, and people will wonder why McDavid and Drysaddle won't stay. Yeah. Did you guys see that? That was yeah, yeah I saw yeah. that. He's bright. So good. So good. Oh, yeah. I like people are doing the math because they're at 50% capacity in Edmonton. Um, mm-hmm. people are doing the math. That's actually six jerseys on the ice. <laughs> if you round up to a full building, that's six jerseys. Holy yeah, smoke. that was that was a again a disaster. Yeah. But I think did, the league did needs see... more of this. Did you see the Hurricanes also, they changed their bio to like, we don't do escrow, we're just the social media team. They're the best. They're the best of the social media team, doesn't matter. They're really, really good. They're fast, man. There's a really good um, athletic article from a couple months ago, sitting down with the head of their like social media team, and they have all this planned out. Good. Oh, yeah. Smart. The Cock in the Emmy. Remember the Cock in the Emmy thing where they like Yeah, that was in it too. Yeah, that was in it too. And they had they had it all planned out ready to go in case it actually happened. They caught wind of it like a week prior. And they had a week to plan out. It was so good. It's so crazy. They're great. Yeah. Like we need we need more of Marshan doing that we need more of like the nhl like social media is being more fun like tom you sent the um was it ska st petersburg or like their junior team where yeah. Puck and used to play and yeah. their twitter's hilarious yeah they're because yeah, they're they're, every Dude, time they Puck found, Colson's playing they just tweet out about puckles it's great the only person <laughs> in like, speaking intern yeah they could speak english <laughs> the only intern and they're just like yeah go for it we'll have a great <laughs> we don't time. know what this says but go for it there's other things though like I will say there are teams that like can and should have fun, like Vegas, Carolina, your smaller market. Teams. Vegas got annoying after a while. Yeah, Vegas is annoying, but like Seattle is kind of fun, and I'm okay with that. New but, Jersey's like, good. New Jersey's amazing. New Jersey make fun of their own jerseys. <laughs> yeah, I love whenever they do. Uh, they'll put out clips of. I think they had one with the office, and they went to the town in pennsylvania where it was and they had like oh it was like damon severson back in the day like throwing basketballs off the top of the dunder <laughs> mifflin building like it was they just copied it they're really good yeah they're really they need good. more of that like more fun for the smaller market teams i'm okay with if yeah. you were like the leafs and rangers and habs you're gonna get destroyed <laughs> yeah don't yeah. do that you're two in the spotlight because you'll have all the bagheads come out of the woodwork and be like, hey, what is this? Yeah, so then that's where... Joke, fire dubis. Before I like, go too off topic, that's where I like the Leafs sort of took a European soccer approach of they do Fine. a map every game of, um, hey, like where are you watching from? And it gets people involved that way, opposed to just putting out a funny tweet. And it's like, oh, you can see Sydney, Australia. Like Bangkok, Thailand is there. Um, Jakarta, like all these crazy cities that you wouldn't think Leaf fans are watching the game from. They are. I think that's a that's a fun way that the teams that aren't funny can kind of get fans involved. Like the Jets don't do anything. The yes. Flames, no offense. I think the Flames are pretty boring. Uh, they're yeah, man. I don't really care, but yeah, yeah. They post like wallpapers every Wednesday called Wallpaper wow. Wednesday. 
Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, um, we were just talking about the Leafs, so shall we transition to the Leafs? Because if you went on Leafs Twitter, you would think the sky is falling in Leafs. Not crazy. <laughs> so I'll let you guys just go to town because they had a pretty eventful game against the Rangers. Yeah. What was it? Five unanswered six, straight? Something like that. Five. They lost 6-3. It was 3-1. I don't know about you, Thomas, but I'm in the middle of... I'm not worried, but, like, I'm concerned. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it's obviously, like, something you, li- like, look and kind of ponder because, well, they've blown a ton of leads recently and they haven't played really good defensively. But you can see why you're thinking that. But why exactly are you thinking that? Is it the goaltending or the defense? Or everything? <laughs> it's the team defense. Yeah. Not the defense specifically. Because I think, like, uh, Riley Brody has been fine. I'm okay with that. Uh, Sandy and Lilligren, you know, they're in the top four, and they probably shouldn't be. Not yet. Um, this is a good learning experience. And they haven't been too awful. There's been a lot of give and take offensively and defensively there at both ends. Uh, yo, Dermot and Viega. That's bad. Oof. That's bad. <laughs> I think Dahlstrom's in tonight. Yeah. Like, I don't know who I don't know who you are. Um, I'm being honest. I think he played for the Jets last year, but that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay, so he's not even a young guy like I thought he was. That's a problem. Uh, but I think it's more of the team defense. Like the forwards have lost their like we saw Tampa Bay when they won the cup was like this team defense we play defense as a team right uh and the Leafs got to that and they played really well and they were like second in the league in defensive metrics like all through and everybody's like well where did this come from and they just lost that and it shows pretty quickly how at a moment's notice if they aren't completely dialed in it's over and also Jack Campbell hey man maybe don't have like an 820 yeah, I think that has to do with more fatigue, and you're kind of seeing that right now. And obviously, why Mazik's... are they playing him so much? I don't know. Like, is this not what they got Peter Morazic for? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Difference from between management coaching, maybe a bit. Like, you're just riding the hot guy, but he's not at the moment hot anymore. So, I don't know. I think what's it might what's be Campbell's like a confidence thing? But what's Campbell's career high in games played? It's not very high. Oh, he's, oh, he's, he's already, already he's passed, passed it. it. Oh, yeah, okay. So it. he's already passed it. Okay. It was like 36, yeah. 32? Something like that, yeah. 28? <laughs> I, can <laughs> you, I can tell you right now. But no, uh, I see what you're saying, Russo. I see what you're saying. $3 million on... 30, his career high is 31. And that was in 1819. And he's currently at 29. So he's two games away from passing that almost oh it was his career high in wins i think he passed yeah probably that makes a little more sense no but i I see what you're saying russo like they spent three million dollars three years on a quote-unquote backup goalie right now which is not ideal because you could use that on like tom said someone for defensive lapses that continues to be a good defensive centerman or defenseman doesn't matter but you got to start playing peter mraz like i know lee fans don't really like him but this is the guy who's going to help a goalie that is, quote-unquote, again, struggling uh, in the net right now, which is Jack Campbell. He looks tired. And, 
you know, we see the Jack Campbell saves all the time in the third period where he's keeping the team in. They fight, get a point, go to overtime, and then ultimately lose because of defensive laps. Like Tom has iterated for the whole episode here. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Tom. Like, the Sandy Lilligren, you have to throw them to the fire in order to see what the hell they are. And then people on Twitter are like, oh, these guys are busts. What are they doing? Scratch them. I want to haul back the lineup. No, you don't. You want to see what these no. guys can do. You want to see how they react. And they're not reacting good. So what are they going to do next time? They're going to learn from what they did. And that's what you want from these the young NHL players. I think people get too far in the, oh, but this guy's not making an impact. Like, he sucks. He's not Kill McCarr. Well, there's only one sure. Kill McCarr in the NHL. Like, these guys aren't going to be Kill McCarr. We already and, know that. And it's easy fixes, too. Mm. Right? Like, it's not like with Dermot, you're like, oh, that's a lot of struggling. You are turning the wrong way. You're doing everything wrong. With, like, Sandy and Lilligren, it's just like, hey, man, if you just took, like, two steps to the right here, that, like, sixth goal wouldn't have gone in. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's a quick fix. Now you know for next game you can be better. And if you're not, you're ultimately scratched. <laughs> yeah, like, the skill's there. It's just a little bit of adjusting. So I think they'll be fine in that. This is where also, too, like, with Morazic, man, I wanted Allmark. I said I wanted Allmark. Yeah, five million. Oh, I thought he made the same as Morazic. No, he's making like five, oh. maybe a little more. I think he's making five, and he hasn't been. He's been good, I think, this year. Nine twelve. Not a, yeah, not what you want for five million. Yeah, ugh, never mind. I was gonna say like the uh, differing styles in goaltending would have been nice. Because yeah, Morazic they... and Campbell both have a weird hybrid stand-up, yeah, like Felix Potvin type. Um, it's like you, there's interchangeable. I would have liked a sort of bigger goalie that just sort of sits there, uh, and you can match up with whatever team you kind of want to play. Like the Islanders, I think that would have been a perfect game for somebody who's just steady in the net. They don't <laughs> move much, but oh well, I'm not too concerned they haven't even like lost that many points out of the standings and if anything like please keep losing (laughs) i don't want to finish third that's what i mean tom like i'm with you like i want to finish the wild card i want to finish the wild card spot like it's smart let the bruins catch up to you and get third place and they play tampa again (laughs) yeah uh, or florida (laughs) or florida like have Um, fun yeah, I don't want to go toe-to-toe against either of those in Russo. We talked about this in our yeah. chat of like, man, if I have a playoff matchup, I want the Hurricanes. Both teams are speedy, fast, don't want to lay a hit. And you can match up well against that. I don't want to play Tampa or Florida. They'll fucking murder me. <laughs> what you... Yeah, I don't know. That's that's such a tough, like, do I either want the Panthers or the Lightning? Who The Lightning yeah, have won two straight and the Panthers will take a juggernaut. Or do I want the yeah, by the way, we're like look... holding our hand up in the air at like fourth place in the NHL, and we're yeah. like we're gonna be out in the first round. Yeah, and then there's also the Hurricanes who are unbelievable. It's it's almost a lose lose situation either where wherever you finish, unless you get the Rangers somehow. That that was my thing of like because I, I think the Rangers are more. Rangers. I think the Rangers are more or less just Igor Shesterkin. Yeah, <laughs> and if he gets injured, yeah. they're fucked. As we saw yeah. last night, he didn't play, and the Hurricanes wiped the floor with them. Yeah, and, like, the Rangers, too, they're young. So, like, if they make the playoffs, you can expect sort of like a, hey, we made it, and then a building year, and then they'll be better in a couple of years. But Just before we, we move on, just, I do want to touch on the Rangers real quick because Thomas was 
uh, talking about it yesterday. Imagine if Lafreniere and Kako were just like average. Good. Yeah, just like average players. And like I, if they did, and if they didn't trade Pavel Buchnevich, how much better this team would be? Because they're already pretty good. But like, imagine if horrible. Lafreniere, Kako are like pulling their weight, and you kept Pavel Buchnevich. There's Yikes. something. There's something off about them with their development. Because how many top picks have they just thrown away? Like yeah, Leah Sanderson's with the Kings now. Yeah. Yes. Um. Vitaly Kratsov just said, like, I'm not yeah. waiting for you guys. Yeah, so that's lesser of, like, a, oh, these guys aren't living up to where they were supposed to be. Because if you have a long enough track record of guys not living up to where they're supposed to be, it's probably you. Because we're at, like, four. There's probably five or six guys that we're looking at, and we're just like, well, why why do you suck? And it's I'm probably more, not those guys. It's probably yeah. The I was I was on Rangers Twitter. I was just looking through it. People seem to be okay with Lafreniere, where it's like he has these moments of like greatness. It's just he hasn't put it all together yet. Kako is the one that I think people are very worried about because he just doesn't apparently look good at all. And yeah. like he's just one of those guys where it's like there is upside, but like if he doesn't figure it out, like he's gonna be back in Finland. And yeah, I don't know about I, soon, we were watching but the like, game, I saw him on the bench and went, oh, right, he plays for the Rangers. Yeah. Well, because even when the Flames have played them twice this year, and, like, I just – I didn't notice Capococco that much. Lafreniere, you kind of notice just because it's Lafreniere and, like, you watch out for a guy like that. But, yeah, it's just, like, they don't – they don't look like they should. Lafreniere, I thought, was going to be so much better. At least in what he should. Well, he has yeah, 11 points this year. It. He has 11 points this year. bad. Mm, yeah. So, I don't know. It's a uh, – it is what it is. Um, very, very quickly, um, the uh, the Canadians hired a new GM, Kent Hughes. Mm-hmm. He was a player agent before. I believe he was, like, the agent for Patrice Bergeron and – Beauvillier um, Latang. Beauvillier Latang. I don't know too much about him. I think Habs, Twitter, and the writers seem pretty happy about it. It almost seems like a Bill Zito kind of hire – like what the Panthers did, and he's been pretty good. Um, so just very, very quick, your thoughts. Good hire? I think so, I, at yeah. least from what I'm reading. Yeah. I don't know much about the guy. No, it's a good hire because you need that, you know, you, you need the Jim Gordon special where he's the looking over guy over the GM, and you need the GM to do the job. And, you know, bilingual helps because that's a priority there in yeah, Montreal. He's not francophone. He's just bilingual. He's just bilingual, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's a plus. And – I think he's going to be more of a player's guy. And I talked about this with Joe because he's a fan. It's the first move he does. You know, I don't know how long this process is going to take, but I think Ken Hughes might do the job well because he is ultimately a player's guy. He's going to give the players what they want, um, the organization what they want because they know what they want from the players. So we're going to be seeing a new face, new GM in there with new attitude. I don't know what direction they go in because honestly, I don't know if you guys have been watching them recently, but they've been playing very well, <laughs> very well. Really? Yeah, Except for when they well. lost to Arizona. That that one did hurt, yeah. God, what a they, great uh, game. The matinee game of Habs and Coyotes. On national TV. <laughs> on national TV. Wow. No, but uh, Thomas, you were saying what his first move is going to be. It's going to be trading Ben Chirot for a first-round pick. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow he's going to do it. and like To Edmonton. <laughs> oh, please. Or it's going to be like when Jay Gallon gets healthy, he's going to trade him for like a second. Yep. 
both of them. Oh, yeah. that'd be yeah. great. Yeah. So, uh, all right, moving on. Uh, just a couple quick things. Leafs play the Islanders tonight. How much is John Tavares going to get booed? I don't know. Much Actually. as much as the other times. <laughs> yeah. Do you think? Yeah. Not yeah. as bad as the, the first time. time. The Sunday game, I believe we. I think it was Joseph Wall's first game, and then he got booed still. And then the Wall shut out. Yeah. And it's the least first game at UBC. So Second game. Is it? Yeah, the first one at UBC Arena. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I thought the Islanders just moved there recently. Yeah. Uh, the Flames had played the night prior, actually, in UBC or whatever it's called. Oh, right. That's what it was because the Flames were the first game there. And then, and then, yeah, Brad Richardson scored the first goal in that arena. Imagine Brad Richardson. That's the guy you let score the first goal. Tough, tough. Um, anyway, just a couple quick things. Um, Jesse that hit that Tom Wilson lead on Nanton Bleed. I did. Oh, buddy. That's like the biggest hit in a while. And it was so clean. So clean. And people are losing their minds about it. They're like, how, how many games is he going to get? Zero, because he was clean. I know, it's a, I know it's a tough thing to say about Tom Wilson, but that's like the cleanest that we've seen him lay in a really long time. And it was yeah. perfect. Yeah. And then like, the Capitals, too, just had all eyes on them because of the Orloff hit on Ehlers, I think it was. Yeah, right. knee. Yeah, that wasn't a penalty. Mm-hmm. I don't get that. Do you guys get that? <laughs> There's no penalty on the play, but he gets suspended after. Well, the rest just missed it. <laughs> like, wow. Oh, that's just, that, I saw, just happens it a, all the time. I believe in 14 suspensions, and six of them had not had a penalty called on the play. My favorite is when... Like, almost half. My favorite is when there's no penalty on a play, but a guy gets suspended. But then when a guy gets a match penalty and no suspension follows... Yeah. Well, sometimes the NHL takes the match penalty as like a one-game suspension anyway. Like the double yeah. IHF does that. But if it, it happens at the end, then you get the extra. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, I thought that was a massive hit. That's probably hit of the year as of right now. And if yeah. you think that's and if you think that's dirty, you should stop watching hockey because yeah, we need true. hits like that to stay in the game. Because that was clean, clean as it gets. Shoulder right to the chest. Like keep your head up, bud. Keep your head up. Yep. Um, and the Flyers. God. Oh, boy. So, I know a lot about them, Rusto. Oh, Carter Hart? Yeah, Carter Hart, owner in four pools. Yeah. Um, so they have, yeah. they've reached their second 10-game losing streak of the year. We're only 40 games in, guys. Yikes. I'd love that fact, honestly. It's unbelievable. Um I don't know. They made a lot of moves this summer, and none of them were good. Yeah, were... I didn't think it'd be that bad, though. No, the moves. I didn't think like, it could okay. be any worse than they were last year. Um, and they've been worse. Yeah, like... So I was very high on them. Like, I didn't like the moves, but I thought they'd be at least a playoff team, especially in that division. Yeah. But no, now it's been... just the Penguins and Capitals are just, you know, still there. Yeah, well, yeah, Penguins are never going to go away. Yeah, like I don't know. At this point, like Jerusa UFA at the end of the year, you have to. You gotta him. trade him. You gotta trade him. Yeah. I would gladly take one Claude Giroux on my team. Um, what do you think really they'd good. get for? 
What do you think they're going to get for Rasmus versus the line if they did, Rasmus versus the line and if they decide to move him? Do you think they get a first round pick? No, no. Well, they traded no. one right for him. Yes. Yeah. Wasn't it William Borgen they selected with that pick, Buffalo? Am I wrong? William Borgen? No, he was. He, you know, he got picked by Seattle. That's right. I don't really remember who was the guy took with the pick because who they really get? They obviously got Owen Power, and then they got someone else. We got a Swedish dude. I don't know. Here, I'm going to tell you. Oh, I remember. It was like a really bad pick. People are like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" Yeah. It wasn't a very good uh, pick here. I can I can tell you in a hot second. 2021 entry. I have Buffalo. Up to where was this pick? I do not see it. Isaac, like 13th Ro- overall. Isaac Rosen, 14th overall. Rosen, that's it. And yeah. people were like, what are you guys doing? Because there were some like good names on the board at the time. Yeah. Um still a pretty it was an awesome trade by Buffalo. But uh Philly, they've got a lot of things to figure out. And you know what's weird? Like, I think the only player that has actually been a pretty decent signing for them, ironically, is Martin Jones. And Derek like, Broussard. He hasn't been great, yeah, but he's a he's a nine oh he's a nine oh eight. He's not an he's not an eight ninety six like he's been the last three years. Did we touch on it a couple of weeks ago? The massive Ron Hextall not picking Kale McCarr. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we touched on it. Yeah. Yeah. Now they took Patrick, yeah. and now Patrick turned into. What Ryan Ellis, who has barely played this year? Uh, that one Which, too. Too given fair, like, that's they not... given. They have a ton of guys on IR. Like Couturier's only played twenty nine games. Uh-huh. They have a ton of guys on IR, but even still. But like, the thing is, just... Russo, their first ten game losing Rothy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The first, <laughs> first one. The Can't first. believe we're saying that. But... Yeah, it's nuts. I think they got a. Well, you, you mentioned Giroux. I think that's number one on their list. They, they can get to, a. Pre- get I'd imagine they'd be able to get a pretty big return from because yeah. he's having a great year. I think it's kind of year. And the, the other one is just thirty-one points in thirty-seven games. He's having a really good year. The other one I think that they should ponder because they can get value from. He's playing well right now. Is Travis Konechny. I know he's a good flyer. He's yeah. what embodies a flyer at this point in time. But if you can get a first and a prospect for him, do it. You got to like you got to tear this down. It's awful yeah man. i think like that's philly is a tough place to play all sports and yeah. the flyers are one of those places where you're gonna get torn to shreds make a yeah. commitment to the rebuild yeah and their prospect pool isn't great now that i'm looking at it it's not fantastic because all their young no, guys are playing Cam york Cam Cam york's looks, played himself into a good spot yeah so like york's one of the few guys like faraby i think they expected to be better and he just hasn't been uh, I keep hearing about Morgan Frost and like how yeah, he's a great here. prospect and he's done like nothing. He has yeah, six points yeah. this year in 21 games. I don't know. It's um, it's almost like I feel like a major rebuild is going to happen in Philly sooner rather than later. And it's going to start when they trade Giroux because they're, like I said, yeah. they can probably get a pretty big yep. King's ransom for him, I'd imagine. That's going to be like a guy that like any team would be like down to get. Because he's a that's a good piece that can help you on a playoff run. I've been yelling for the Flames like yo, like I don't care, like okay, maybe I can help. don't care what it takes, but he'd be a pretty good piece beside Manji Apani, I'd probably say, because he's played center, he's played wing, he can do either or. So um, we'll see what happens in Philly. It's just complete and utter disaster. After like two years ago, they were so good two years ago. Remember, like, shit, remember yeah. like before the yeah. bubble, they were like the best team in the league. They were just rolling, and then 
the Islanders beat them and they haven't been the same since. <laughs> so, um, all right. Players of the week. Shall we yeah. go to that? All right, Thomas, who do you got? Yeah, my player of the week this week is Miko Rantanen, as Pierre Maguire loves to say on the broadcast, even though we can't do that anymore because he's in Ottawa, but it doesn't matter. Miko Rantanen continues to shred the NHL along with his Colorado teammates. Um, another guy, another guy who's not at the NHL All-Star Game. I'll, I'll dig into the NHL all I want because they made awful picks, but Miko Rantanen is one of those players um, that is not going to the All-Star Game. He has, I think, 20 more points than his actual games played which is nuts um you know he's been one of the better, uh, colorado players this year along with kim Carr. he's been better than mckinnon this year and that's pretty hard to do like mckinnon's great like mcgranton has been that much better so he's been my player for the week uh we'll move on to your players boys that's but also legitimate superstar yeah legitimate superstar um you were right he has fuck he's 48 points in 35 games He's not there. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, they got Nazem Kadri there. That's and ridiculous. And that was the big one, right? Yeah. It was yeah. like, mm-hmm. let's get Kadri, get him to Vegas was the big thing, right? Man, that's – holy shit, Miko Rantanen. Um, mine's Sidney Crosby, but he had five goals to assist this week. But Hatcher he's back strong. Night. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Hatcher last uh, night. Yeah. Back strong after missing – He's been out for 22 of the Penguins' 41 games, and yet somehow they sit third in the Metro. What's his point-per-game average this year? Is it point-per-game right now? It, so I read something last night where it's actually right now it's the highest of his career or something. What? It, it's something dumb like 1.29, I think it's at. Holy shit. Yeah, he's uh, been 31 and 28, so. Oh, uh, maybe not then, but I thought no, I read last something. Last year, right. he had 62 and 55. What is so he's seventy nine. He's never been under a point per game in his career. It's always been above it. Oh, you're thinking of, um, it, he got back to being officially a point per game over the length of his career. I think is what it was. I don't know. I don't remember what I read, but it was something dumb like one point two nine. I, I remember know. seeing that he's, too. Yeah, he's so weak. Thirteen hundred points in a, in a thousand games. He and he's gonna score his fifth honor goal this year. Yep. He's at four ninety six. Hmm. He's gonna do it. That'll be uh that'll be nice for him to get. He's still quite a few back of Ovi, but he's uh he's still really good. Obviously, love these ESPN races every night of his Ovechkin <laughs> there yet. Oh, I love it. I can't wait. I hope he's, he does it. He's gonna be second in goals this year, I believe. Ovechkin. Gordy first. Oh, in, in all time. Yeah. Okay. All time. I thought, you, yeah. I thought you meant like just like goals in general, like for the NHL this year. Or it'll be a race for second. Yeah. He yeah. might get there and it wouldn't surprise me if he does. Yeah. Guys, he's yeah. a freak. How is he having like the best year of his career? Like at 35. Dude, do you watch the Capitals? 36. Play? Do you watch the Capitals play? I haven't watched a whole lot. I'll watch like the odd game whenever they're on. Dude, they won their cup. Their new cup is literally just feeding Ovechkin for the yeah. record. They don't but like, give a he, shit. But, but he has 56 points in 41 games. He's leading the league in at scoring. Yeah, points. like he's having the best year of his career at 36. He only used to do him. this like two more years, three more years. Oh, I love him. I love him so much. He's like one of my favorite players ever. Um, but for me, I'm going with Timo Meyer. I had a five goal game. He's been great for my fantasy team, even though I'm two and 11. Um, 
Ooh. Yeah, I'm not That's very tough. I, I forgot to set my lineup a couple times. Um, but Timo Meyer has been unbelievable uh, for San Jose this year. He's playing at, I think, 101 or 102 point pace. He's been, he's had an unbelievably good bounce back year for them and a five goal game. And then he scored again. And I think against Seattle, I think he scored against. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's been so damn good for the Sharks team. They, uh, and they're doing well this year, and him and Thomas Hurdle are a big reason. Um, and I wonder if Hurdle and Meyer are playing as well as they are. I wonder if that um, changes things as how they approach the deadline. I wonder 100%. if Hurdle, I wonder if Hurdle still moves. Who knows? But they've the, the 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 Sharks themselves have been, I think, a lot better than people anticipated them being. Because I don't well, think look what expected. look what good goaltending does. Yeah. Literally, yeah. and James Reimer, man. Yeah, they've been how they've been so good. I still don't fully understand, but um, they've both been pretty damn good. And obviously, Meyer and Hurdle are kind of leading the way here. So, uh, Timo Meyer, they hit that was a huge game he had. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, anything else you guys wanted to quickly add before we move on here? Go Flames. Hopefully, they kick the shit out of the Oilers and Glenn Goldson is the head coach tomorrow. <laughs> yeah hopefully um oh, i would just like to say good luck thomas I, I was just gonna mention this good yeah luck. yeah good luck i look forward to that um please joe burrow i'm so yeah. sad henry had to come back for this game you know i don't think he's 100 but we'll see what happens derrick henry though either. but yeah it's derrick henry like doesn't matter yeah so we'll that'll see. be a fun one to watch and then packers 49ers as the late game good and, luck um Next week is the All-Star game, right? It's like next weekend? I think so. Is it next so, Friday to Sunday? I think so, I probably. Don't, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> just don't remember. Just don't know. Don't care. Yeah, um, so what are the NFL um, conference final games next weekend? <laughs> well, because anyway. what else? Got, yeah, I think it's... I think it's February 5th and... No. February what? I think it's the fifth and the sixth because there's no game scheduled from like the third. So it might be that first weekend of February. Probably. Um, a lot of teams uh, have weird breaks. So Yeah, well, the Flames don't have any breaks. You see their schedule now? They put yeah. like 18,000 yeah. back-to-backs. <laughs> Good job, COVID, yay. The um, Sens but... play exactly 50 and 100. Crazy. Like, oof. Yeah. oof. But what I, what I was going to say is since next week's the All-Star break, that kind of signifies what – Halfway point of the year, yeah, probably do mid season award picks. Yeah. Um, and there's some interesting ones like the heart race is. I'm I'm going with you, Russo. Cool. I'm going with you, Russo, and doing like absolutely like hot takes for these awards, yeah. like not just the like the straight guy who's like well, I, the I end the conversation like, the whole time. It, like, it, it isn't as straightforward as it was last exactly. year. Exactly, like David was the heart pick from literally day one. I don't think it's that simple this year. I think the Norris is tough. I think the Vesna, I think two guys are running away with it. Um, I have a pretty good idea for – sorry? Three. The Vesna is a three-man three race. I yeah. think it's a two-man race, but we'll get into that next week. Coach of the year, I have a guy in mind that's pulled his team through a lot of crap. Um, but So next yeah, episode, we'll, we'll do that. We'll, 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 we'll go through that next episode. All right. So uh, thank you guys for listening in. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Burning Leaf Pod. Uh, Battle of Alberta should be a lot of fun tonight. We will see you guys in the next one.